We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I am an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn but are so grateful that we did. So, ever had to cancel busy and important plans last minute? Yeah, me too. Give yourself a break. My guest comedian Abigail and I are discussing all this and more today. Okay, so it is Tuesday the 19th of September 2023. What a day it was. That was a very strange day for us because the Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends team, I think we had something like four recordings booked in that day, didn't we, Jesse? and I think then we ended up only doing one because there was there just happened to be it was a day when there were a a load of mishaps and some things happened and one of those things we're about to discuss because my guest today is now making a return because on Tuesday the 19th September 2023 something happened and so my guest Abigailia, why do you think you've got no friends? Because I cancel podcast recordings. Uh, I think within an hour of the podcast recording, like I felt bad because I knew you got a studio because of my cat allergy. I was like, they fucking paid for a studio. They Like, this is no time at all. They're not going to find anyone else within like the time that I've canceled. Also, because it was booked through my agent, I have to tell her and she has to tell you, yeah, which yeah, is the like the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, usually I like my agent to like be the buffer but for this I'm like I need to send the voice note I need to yeah, yeah, yeah. like so they know something actually happened yeah 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 but okay so we we got to cast back a little further in that week on the 14th of September I me and my co-host of my podcast Neurodivergent Moments found on all podcast platforms found on all streaming platforms co-hosted by Joe Wells had our first ever show at the London Podcast Festival. And that day, my partner had been feeling weird. Tom is my partner's name. And Mm -hmm. they were feeling weird. And they were like, finally, like, I'm just going to go to the hospital. And if you're willing to stay at A&E, like, something's up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they, and I was like, do you need me to cancel my night? And he's like, no, it's fine. I'll go to the thing. And I went and I was a star at the London Podcast Festival. And then afterwards, I went out for drinks uh, because I was at the London Podcast Festival and I was a star. And I kept messaging him, to be fair, I kept messaging him to be like, are you still at the hospital? Do you need anything? How's everything going on? He wasn't answering me. Now, the hospital we go to has very crass Wi-Fi. Crass. It makes it sound like it's naughty. Very crass. crass. The homepage is like you (laughs) porn. Yeah. (laughs) Just (laughs) crass. Very bad (laughs) Wi-Fi. 
So, but it got late enough because he went in the middle of the afternoon. It got late enough that mm. I was like, he must have gone home, gotten meds, gone home, is passed out of sleep. And I get home very drunk. Mm. He's not there yet. And I finally got a text from him being like, I've been here all day. I haven't eaten. Can you bring any food? And I'm like, I'm on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I stole some Snickers from the green room at the London, London Podcast, Podcast Festival. Why you're a star. Because I'm a star, a star and I deserved all the Snicker yeah, bars. Obviously. And so it's all I had, and do. I, yeah, and I opened the fridge and the only thing there was like a bottle of sparkling water that has been open for a while. So it's clearly flat. So <laughs> I, I put that in my bag and I have the fun size Snickers and I go up to the hospital and I just walk in. I find him like find in a bed and I walk in and he's just like, you are hammered. And I'm like <laughs> trying to hold it together and be good girlfriend. And but what wound up happening was he had had a bladder infection, like a UTI, Shit. which, by the way, that's feminism done right, is when they take your problems off of you and have them for you. Oh, yeah. You know 100%. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely got it from having sex with me. Yeah. And I... Too much, too good. <laughs> so happens. And then he got some IV drips and it looks like he was doing better. It looks like he was doing better. And on the day we were supposed to record, he was like, I'm still not feeling right. I'm still not feeling right. And I was mm. like, well, I have another other podcast to record because I'm very famous because I've done my podcast at the London podcast but now I'm in I'm in I'm in desire I'm in high demand I'm in high demand and I was like I can do you want me to go to he was like I'm going to go to doctor and I was like okay do you want me to go with you and he's like absolutely not I was like great uh, I'm going to go record this fabulous podcast and we live like a 10-15 minute walk from the surgery and he called me and he's like, actually, can you come? I kind of had like a bit of a wavy moment and I've collapsed on the Ooh. street. So he talked to a builder to ask a builder to phone an ambulance. But the builder was very confused and mm. couldn't manage that. And Tom kind of like got himself together and got himself to the surgery. But I then messaged my agent who mm. messaged you to cancel because mm. mm. Tom was like, can you come with me? And mm. I was like, yep, I'm on it. So I had to cancel our podcast because mm. I was a bad girlfriend getting drunk mm. after my podcast. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so now I was like, okay. Mm. So yeah, he's I don't think it's a UTI anymore. He's been on and off meds now since September. He's Fucking still hell. sick. He's been on so many antibiotics. I think it's going to like long-term affect his ability to take antibiotics. Like, yeah. So yeah. So he, yes. yeah, he's just been a wreck of a person and but I think he's getting better he went now now we are November 8th I think is it the 8th it's the 8th I believe it's the 8th yeah. we're on November 8th he was able to go and do an overnight my boyfriend's a cinematographer and mm. go out and film something the last two days he hasn't been home which is why I haven't talked to anyone when Tom leaves I fester yeah 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 but, uh, but yeah, so that's why I missed it is because my boyfriend collapsed in the street and I had to get, yeah. go and help. Well, all I can say is apology accepted. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the toss up between coming and sitting and actually, no, because we booked, the reason we booked a studio is because Mickey, Michael the cat who listeners are very aware of he plays a big role in every recording mainly because he just like he'll meet you and then want to sit on your face within two minutes yeah which is what just, i want from most men but not your cat just like his mother <laughs> and do you know what it was fine because we messaged the studio and went there's been a problem i can't remember how much of a stink we sort of caused i think we might have slightly embellished what was going on? No, boyfriend collapsed yeah. in the street. Yeah, my God, medical blood everywhere. emergency. <laughs> and, and then we got a refund, so it was fine. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Absolutely good. fine. Now so I don't feel fine. bad about it at no, all. And you should not. Now that in, money in the least hasn't been lost. And do you know what? I, I think I was very tired that day anyway. So, yeah, so. do you know what? It, it was all fine. It was all yeah. fine in the end. Is Is Tom prone to medical emergencies or is this... Um, he, uh, well, I, I don't know what's going on. I will say Tom had COVID and he's wondering, 
like in 2021. Mm. And he's wondering if stuff is stemming from like a long COVID thing. He's now, he's kind of always in pain. We've cut out dairy. We've cut out wheat. I am miserable. Yeah. Uh, And that's affecting my mental health. But Mm. nonetheless, always headachy, always with stomach problems. And now with... And Tom is autistic as well because mm. we love to pile it all on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ADHD. He hates it when I don't tell people he has ADHD as well. Yeah. And 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 this this bladder infection UTI just really was the cherry on top that kind of disabled him for like a month pretty yeah. much. So like when Tom gets sick, he gets like sick, sick. Mm. Whereas I I can force myself to power through. Although, don't know if one always should do that. You no, know? sometimes. Sometimes it's it's best not to. It's difficult finding that balance because there have been moments when I've gone, you know, this is fine. Yeah. And then ended up in a hospital. Uh, yeah, well, that's pretty much what happened to him. Because then <laughs> later on, he thought he was fine, went to go do a shoot in Germany, landed down in Germany, realized he was still sick, had to be rushed to a doctor in Germany. Oh, doctor fuck. gave him an ultrasound, gave him more pills, mm. German pills, German was- e- efficient pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that fixed him like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then had to be flown back early from that shoot because he pushed himself too far. Yeah. And... Yeah, but it is, especially since like the pandemic, like I had a cold the other week Mm. and it's that thing of like, do I still go and do stand up comedy with a cold? Like, you know, because I feel like anymore, like I just shouldn't. Yeah. Like, obviously, I want to I can power through, but also like. I just feel like we're all touching the mics and Mm. it's a small, Mm. you know, it's a closing environment, Mm. but no one else is taking those precautions it's weird it's weird because i feel also in the uk there's like i don't know when i was growing up if i got sick unless i was like either throwing up so much that i couldn't communicate Mm -hmm. or had like lost a limb yeah which hasn't happened yet like it was uh I like my my mum would would not think I was sick. Yeah, it took a lot. I remember there was one time when I was at school, because I was at boarding school, and uh, every so often, if you, oh, you're one of the boarding school oh, people. I, yeah, I've met a lot of boys who went to boarding school, but not a lot of women. I have questions. Oh my gosh, please, you can ask me any question. And I will tell you so honestly. Do do they haze you as bad as in the boys' schools? It's yeah, but they just don't stop. It, it's yeah. like it's not a hazing period. It's just like you start and then it never stops. It's so bad. Is there a lot of like weird sexual energy? No. And if there well, was. Well, then what's the point? I know. I was, because people are, this is one of the main questions. People are like, oh my God, like, was it, I've heard stuff about the door handles. I've heard stuff about. You, door handles yeah, apparently, are creative. I know, right, like get what you can. But, um, and uh, a lot of like, oh Yeah. Well, you were going down on each other in like in, in dorm rooms, and I was like, "Well, if they, f- I I wasn't invited. Like, <laughs> I didn't see it. I did not once did I see that happen. And so disappointing, yeah. really, for everyone. Yeah. But if you got like really sick, they sent you home. Mm-hmm. So that was a golden ticket. Like we were sort of really gunning to get really sick at one point, and I got I got flu. And my, I remember the nurse, sister, sister, sister redacted, called my mum. And I remember my mum being like, does she actually have flu or is she, you know, my mum's very like that. And eventually, like, sister sister redacted shit, managed to convince my mum to come and get me. And I remember going outside and lying on the (laughs) sports pitch thinking, if someone ran at me with an axe right now, I wouldn't be able to move. Oh, wow. For doing that. And then my mum again being like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Going to bed when I got home and then being having such a high fever that I was delirious and thought that death was coming to get me. Jesus. <laughs> so the, the figure of death was coming to get me. Being completely, completely delirious. And 
waking up with my mum being like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Something is wrong with this child. <laughs> I love that. Is she really? Is oh, she, is she really sick? She's going to die. Yeah, like, so you yeah, went she, to a Catholic school? No, no, no. no but the, we just had the nurses were called sister. Okay. Sister so-and-so, sister so-and-so. But, you know, it wasn't Catholic. It wasn't that bad. As a, as a child who grew up in rural America, mm-hmm. the idea of going to boarding school always, like, fascinated me, and I always wanted that for myself, you mm. know? And there's not many, like, there's some on the East Coast. Where I grew up, there's no boarding where, school. Where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Greenville, Ohio, which sure. is an hour north of Dayton, which is our biggest city, and Dayton is not a big city. Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. home of IBM. But yeah, so, but then, and then of course, you know, I was what in the sixth or seventh grade. So like 12, 13 when the Harry Potter books came out. So rest in peace. God, (laughs) I, 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 I feel for every millennial who has the Deathly Hallows tattoo. Uh, (laughs) Like really when she came out as such a transphobe, that was my first thought was how many people I know with a Harry Potter tattoo. I know at least two. Yeah. Which is crazy. But I digress. Yeah. I I desperately thought it'd be so cool to go to boarding school. And then I have talked to my British friends who have gone to boarding school mm. and bullet fucking dodged. Yeah. Like oh, wowee. My God. It is like I I cannot begin to describe what it's like being eleven years old and put into a school where we weren't allowed to speak to our parents mm. for to anybody on why, the outside. Why did you why were you sent were you a, a highly academic or or no, did I your asked my mum you I, wanted to go. No, no, no. like I asked my mum why. I remember just being like, why? I have not that long ago. Like, I think kind of when I was going through the breakdown, I was just like, why? And she said, it's just what we always did. Which is the mentality of many a conservative parent going, that's just what happened. Mm. And you would never consider anything otherwise. Yeah. There's not, that. it feels like there's not much catering to the individual. Uh, it's 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 funny because there's I think there's a lot of people we talk about boarding school talk about private school in general talk about like the privilege of it and being like oh my god you should be so grateful for what you were given oh like I once I once had an English lesson where the teacher for the entirety of the hour and a half that we were sat in there talked to us about how she just found out she couldn't have children we were meant to be doing Hamlet for a level (laughs) similar vibes the education was not good. <laughs> like it was not. I'm like it's. It was awful, awful. Yeah. I don't know how we got into boarding school. I just oh, you, you like, mentioned boarding school, and then I had questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Have you got, got, got any more questions? This is what I like to do: is take yeah. over someone's podcast and I think interview like, them. I love it. I think like because it was that kind of generation of Harry Potter and and the rest of it. And people are like, oh, boarding school sounds amazing. Yeah. Also, there's no defense against the dark arts. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> <laughs> there is no sorting out. I just want to talk briefly, because yeah. I'm guessing you're, you, you're a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you for using the word fan, because I am too. And it's really hard, yeah. obviously. Because I finally threw away my T-shirt that I got when the books came out mm. that had the Harry Potter, not Daniel Radcliffe, but the actual artwork on it's it. It's better. And I had a t-shirt that I've just held on to yeah. for years and years and years because someone pointed out that it was like, you probably can't get those anymore no. because it will now have Daniel on it. Mm. And, and <laughs> say Daniel. Like, <laughs> we know each other, you know. Uh, but I finally just threw it out because I was like, one, I'm never going to wear it again. Yeah. I'm never going to try to sell it. I'm just, I, I finally just donated it or gave it away or threw it out. It, it probably had moth holes in it. Mm. But it's just like, uh, we just can't have nice things. <laughs> just can't. <laughs> just can't have nice as a, no, no. as a generation, no. we just can't have nice no. things. But there is so much about Harry Potter. Sometimes I sit at night and stew about it. And one of those things I'm just going to go into right now is the fact that 
So there are eight people in Gryffindor in Harry's year. There are eight people. There are three girls. Oh, no, there are four girls and four boys or something. Wait, no, fuck. Let's get this right. There is Lavender Brown. There is Parvati Patel. There is Hermione Granger. Those are the three girls. And then... Wait, aren't the Patel sisters twins? Yeah, but the but Padma's in Ravenclaw. Oh, okay. Well, you are more of a fan than me. <laughs> I'm going to just say that right now. And then there's Neville. There's... <laughs> There's Neville, Dean Thomas. Jordan? Um, no, no. He's, no, Jordan's he's, friends he, with, the Weasley with the Weasley twins. No, There's Ron, Harry, Seamus. Not Seamus. Um, yeah, Seamus. Seamus. What the fuck again? Seamus. I think it's, it's Harry, that simple. Harry, Ron, Seamus, <laughs> Dean Thomas and Neville. Yes, there are eight people in Harry's year yeah. in Gryffindor. Yeah. Let's say, let's say that there are 40 to a year group. That would sort of make sense if there are, you know, there's eight people and maybe it sort of averages around 10 in each, in each year, in each house. What if, what if... 40 11-year-olds arrive and they're all fucking Ravenclaws. That house point system is stupid. <laughs> like, that, that, like, how? It's not fair. What, and then so there's, are that, you saying that the sorting hat also has to think of numbers? So yes. at, at the end, it's just like, sorry, you're in Hufflepuff. Sorry, like, shit, like, I know, I know that you're, I know that you're a Slytherin, mate. I know you're a Slytherin, but I can't put another one in there. There aren't enough beds. Yeah. The house selves will be, will be overworked. Also, the house point system, it just like, oh, oh also the Quidditch team. Mental, yeah. mental. How are they doing that? It uh, makes no fucking sense. That does bring up the point too of like if there's eight people in Harry's year, so average ten people a year. Mm. How are there so many kids at that fucking school? Like there's the stands thousands. are full. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a small thousands. village. There's okay. So let's say there are forty people in Harry's year. Okay, but like he doesn't meet. Hannah Abbott until he's in fifth year. What a self-censored piece of shit. He hasn't he's, looked over his shoulder in herbology once. Listen, he's got he's got the dark lord to fight every single year of his education. Uh, like I mean, it's not by the way, we bones. are not endorsing the books at all as we talk deeply about them. You shouldn't read them anymore. If you do buy them at a charity shop, good luck. I can't find them. So maybe it's Susan Bones, not Hammer Abbott. But also there are, what, say, you know, 65 people in all of Gryffindor Tower. He doesn't meet Cormac McLaggen until fucking half, half Blood Prince. So he's, he's like, he's like, he, it's meant the whole thing is fucking nuts. But the magic is the least nuts thing about them. <laughs> That's the most plausible stuff. It's make. Oh, fun fun no little sense. fact, because I've been to Warner Brothers Studio where they they filmed it out in what the sad city right outside of London? I can't <laughs> what? remember. You've gone to Leavesden Studios, where it's like is it, yeah. not, is it not Watford? Is it Watford? Yeah, it's what is it Watford? Is right? Yeah, I think it is Watford. In Watford, and so I've seen the actual dorm rooms, and they were so small. The beds were so small that mm. that's why in later books, whenever they do sh- or later films. Whenever they have shots of the dorm room, they're all sitting on their beds yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. their beds are as long as like they're they're like this. They're teeny, they're yeah. teeny tiny. That was that's my story about being sick at boarding school. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Do you get? Do, we talked about this very briefly before. Do you get you you say when you get sick, you just kind of power through it? I I mean, I try to like I was like I said, I was sick this last week, and I did take some time off. Which my partner was like, you just got to. Because I remember last year I had a cold around Christmas. And it was like those few, I'm a stand-up comedian, listeners. <laughs> and and those few shows right before you go on Christmas break. Mm. And I messaged my live booker at the time. I was like, I, I have a cold. I don't know what the etiquette is now. Do I keep them? Do I throw them out? And she's like, I don't think anyone's learned their lesson. So if you want to do them, you can do them. Mm. And I said I would. And then like on Saturday, I had two shows, one in the afternoon. And that Saturday I woke up and was just crying because yeah. I felt so sick. Yeah. And it, But it's that thing of like, like I get like colds, I get flus. I rarely get like 
stomach sick. Like mm. I rarely mm. get the vomities or like diarrhea mm. or, or anything like that. So like if I if I stand still and don't move, I don't look sick. Mm. But <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know how some people, it's like, you look fucking rough. Yeah, Where is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, with enough concealer, we can. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so, yeah, I power through. I power f- through less than I used to, put it that way. Right. I think, and I think this has come up more than once on your podcast, but the pandy really set some boundaries in my life once mm. you're forced to stay home mm. you realize quickly what is no longer you are willing to go out for yes and one of my and i've said this on my own podcast before but one of my rules of stand up now is don't take gigs that make me mad don't take gigs that make me sad oh cute oh. which is like if there's a gig in the middle of uh, you know nowhere shire mm. and it it's like a hundred quid, but it'll be a eight hour round trip. And I'm, I'm anymore. I'm just like, I'm not mm. going to do that because mm. it stresses me out too much. And so, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I answered your original question, no, but, but, but that's my say, rambly answer. Um, I have a very weak stomach since my eldest brother got married You've been throwing up ever since. Oh my! What a wretched God. woman! What no. a, like, but it was it was so bad. The night before his wedding, there was like this sort of family dinner, mm-hmm. and for some bizarre reason that I cannot understand, we were given <laughs> like salmon mousse. Ah, yeah, already weird. The uh, 1980s called. They want their yeah. food back. <laughs> That's my fucking favorite thing to say. Someone mentioned SARS the other day. And I was like, oh my God, 2004 called. It wants its pandemic back. <laughs> it, is, it's, it's, it holds up, that joke. Yeah. Ne- um, <laughs> never not correct to say. Um, but my step, and we sort of were given like bowls to share, and my stepdad and I were sharing one. And late that night, so I feel really sick. Anyway, I was up all night, all night. My brother Jamie and I were sharing a room and he has said, I think he said it on his own podcast, it was like she was getting murdered in the bathroom and get being like, this isn't right. <laughs> this wow. isn't right. And was just like horrendously sick. And I remember being like, Fuck, I just hope that Alexander isn't hasn't got this. Just let, let Alexander be okay. I will take this bullet for him. There's lad in the um, but I was so, I was so sick. And then, since then, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be sick, if I feel like I'm going to be sick, I'm going to be sick. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's going to stop me. Sort of like, like Beth in Little Women, you know, when she gets scarlet fever the first time, and it's like, well, she'd weakened her soul forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. It's like I got, it's like I got a sort of cholera. <laughs> See, I, I don't really throw up that. In fact, I've, I have always been someone who, who has been very proud of myself. I've never thrown up due to overconsumption of alcohol bar one time. One time has happened. And before then, it has never happened and it hasn't happened since and probably won't. Mm. Some people say you're not drinking enough. <laughs> uh, don't want to brag. Your girl doesn't throw up, but she does black out. Uh, I wish I threw up. I would remember more of my mistakes. Uh, the one time I did, my boyfriend had a harrowing pandemic, mm. lost both of his parents, oh. cancer, not COVID, six months apart. They were <gasps> not married. And dad, so we lost Nikki, his mom first, and his dad was living in Spain. Oh and God. we knew Peter wasn't doing all right, but he definitely, being an older gentleman of his generation, really, really glazed over what was going on with him sure and then six months later he he, when he's able to fly back obviously didn't get to be around his children during the mother's nikki's death which was heartbreaking for everyone involved Mm. came back to the uk to get some treatment and that's when we realized how sick peter was Mm. lung cancer and he died 
in, I don't think it's called hospice here, but something like mm. one of those places where you go where, you End know. End of life care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deathbed situation where we were all around him. I wish I could tell you that whole story if you want, because it's strangely, hilariously dark. Yeah. And afterwards, he passed on. We went back to Tom's aunt's house and the rest of the family met us and because it was still kind of like pandy time. So we were all outside in the garden, mm. just drinking as the British do after death, just getting shit faced. Mm. Allegedly, I might have had some weed. And allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, check the record. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so maybe allegedly passing that around. So we are now high and we are now drunk and mm. we are sad. Yeah. And you're laughing and you're crying and all of this stuff. And. I, I got to a point where I was like, I, I don't feel well. So I went into the barn, which had the most disgusting toilet, which I think helped because, you know, you open it. You're like, I think I might throw up, but I'm not mm. one to throw up. Mm. And then the toilet bowl was so disgusting. I was like, thanks for the help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vomited. I'm so glad that your listeners, I hope you're listening to this on your lunch break. Yeah. Vomited so profusely that everyone in the garden could hear me and the party stopped after that. Some yeah, but that's the one time I, I have thrown up drunk. And I think it was a, a Peter spirit being like, I, I'll i fucking get you. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'll fucking get you. Also, the combination of, of weed and alcohol, you know, that's that's it might not have just been the drinking too much. Yeah. So yeah. it could actually still be the fact that you've never thrown up from drinking too much. Yeah. I cannot it, say the same for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think life would be better if I was a throw upy person yeah <laughs> like i feel like a, like i don't because when you're sick but you you look okay mm. this is the thing i struggle with i'm like i think i look fine mm. every once in a while tom will be like no you look fucking rough and yeah. i'm like okay good can't you look like shit yeah sometimes you want to look like shit because you feel like shit mm. but yeah i'm just not a throw upy person mm. Mm. speaking of other things that we have yeah so your podcast, which is called? Neurodivergent Moments. There we go. When you were speaking about your own neurodivergency, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, are you, what are you speaking about? What's my flavor? What's your flavor? My flavor is ADHD. What else? Uh, Diagnosed, that's, that's the one. I, I got one and was like, I'll stop there. Thank you. Yeah. Not an overachiever on this <laughs> end of the <laughs> podcast. My partner is the one who figured it out. So Tom was doing a lot of reading online. I talk about this on stage Mm. and figured out that he might be autistic, to which I responded, don't be ridiculous. You're not autistic. You're just English. And bad response. Bad, bad Mm. girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And he did. He he got assessed. And it turned out he was autistic. Mm. And he encouraged me to get assessed for ADHD, which I point blank refused. Mm. And... We got into screaming match. This is during the pandemic. We lost parents. We're very volatile. Oh, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. Screaming match over the maybe I'm ADHD. I, I might have gone overboard with saying no. Mm. And I think it wound it up with me crying on the floor. And he was like, just get tested because your whole life you've been ever since I've known you, you've always been upset that you can't do X, Y, and Z. And he's like, get tested. Cause if you know that this is it, then you finally know, and you have an answer. And if you don't, maybe it'll be something else. But he's like, when are you going to find out? Are you mm. going to wait till you're 40? Mm. Are you going to wait till you're 50? When are you going to? So I bit the bullet and I got the assessment and I went in telling the doctor, I was like, I don't know if I have it. I maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I'm happy however this comes out and they gave me all the questions and the guy was like oh yeah you got it so when mm. and who is a certificate on the wall <laughs> yeah but I will say I'm so glad I did because it does answer a lot of questions yeah as as you know as someone with some diagnosis mm. under your belt and yeah I'm I, and I wouldn't have done it had Tom not push for it. Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Because my parents got me tested for learning disabilities when I was a kid. Mm. And the the uh, diagnosis was everything's fine. She's just a bit slow. And I have taken, I was in the second grade, and I have taken this on as my identity for my entire life that I'm just a bit slow. Yeah. I'm just a bit slow. To a point where my partner will sometimes be like, you're slow, but that's okay. Mm. He said this to me for years. Four years he's said this to me. Mm. And I'm just like, I'm slow, that's okay. Mm. And it was only like within the couple years, I think, like since getting the ADHD diagnosis, mm. he meant that I walk slower than him. And like, for years, I thought he meant I'm slow, like in the head, like on the uptake, like it takes me a little while. And he's like, no, I mean, you walk. So you thought I've been calling and I just I never I was like, yep, I'm slow and that's OK. Tom yep. accepts me for who I am. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And he was just like mortified. He's like this whole he's like, you're not you're smart. You couldn't we couldn't keep up with each other if you weren't also smart. And I'm like, nope, I'm slow and that's OK. Oh. And uh, I'm not, my. I'm not so. I have ADHD. In fact, I'm very fast. We, my thoughts very are very fast. fast. My thoughts are anything, very fast. too fast. Yeah. Like 27 conversations going on in my head at once. Oh, that's all right. It's, it's, it's really, I love discussing getting a diagnosis on mm. the podcast because I, it is my belief that it's a very powerful thing to yeah. do. I had a conversation with someone who shall remain nameless who talks about how dangerous it is to get a diagnosis because of the label that gets attached to you and how... You Were they a parent with a kid who might have an issue? No. Because those are always ones who are yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think my kid might yeah. have on, but I don't want yeah, yeah. to get them diagnosed yeah. because then they'll have a label they'll and I'm like, label. they'll get a free laptop. Yeah, yeah. Do it now. Fucking do it. Do you yeah. want a laptop? Good. Yeah. <laughs> but it was this thing about going, they, they were like, like, I have a friend who got diagnosed with bipolar. They said it was the worst thing because then they had to tell everyone that they were bipolar. I was like, that's not the rule. Like, you don't yeah, get yeah. the diagnosis, then you get given a bunch of fucking business yeah. cards that you have to, like, hand out to people as you meet them. Yeah. Like, hi, I'm Emily. I've got CPTSD, ADHD. And just have you turn over, then you'll see that if you say these things to me, I might get really upset. So yeah. just know that before we enter into conversation. Okay, thanks very much. Like, that's not the fucking rule. It is only, it is purely for, for you. Yeah. Similarly with ADHD because we discussed with Harriet Harriet Kemsley mm -hmm. that her husband has borderline personality. Mm -hmm. Borderline personality is very, very commonly diagnosed in women. is very and is often goes completely missed in men. Mm -hmm. But a lot of men in prison in the prison system have borderline personality, but it mm -hmm. goes undiagnosed. With ADHD a lot in men in women it just goes undiagnosed if a child a male child cis male child is being hyperactive you know yeah. the rest of it or you know whatever that they think the signs of the pure signs of ADHD and my eldest brother when I told him I had ADHD he went no you don't having ADHD is having ants in your pants and I was like well that's fucking stupid isn't it yeah you idiot he doesn't listen to this like it's it, it but with girls a lot of the time with mm -hmm. women at a young age you get called slow or dreamy or talkative talkative distracted whatever the fuck it is and 
I, they always thought that I was stupid mm -hmm. when I was little. Someone's tiny. What? One of the smartest people I know. <laughs> like, and and it growing up thinking that you're slow because I had I had exactly the same yeah. thing. I remember being put into like lower sets at school mm. and being told that I just wasn't a fast learner. Mm -hmm. Bollocks! Like it's total it's total fucking bollocks. I was slow enough to not realize that being pulled out of class to go to the smaller room was a problem. I was. <laughs> Slow enough to be like, what do you mean? I get to go hang out with Mrs. Woods and, yeah. and read out loud. This sounds freaking great. Fucking great. Uh, I did have that thing. In America, there was this system called TAG, Talented and Gifted. So if the students, we have these standardized tests. If the students test well on the standardized test, they get into TAG. And if you're into TAG, you get to go on field trips without the rest of the school to like the Wright-Patterson Air Force Museum, stuff like that. Which uh, is what every nine-year-old wants Which to is do. what every nine-year-old wants. <laughs> and all of my friends were in the talented and gifted group, but I never got into it. And I knew that they were getting pulled out to go do the fun stuff. Mm. I knew I was sometimes pulled out because I read a little slow, but I, uh, I never saw me getting pulled out as like an embarrassment, but I saw the fact that I didn't get pulled out with mm. my friends. Mm. That was my... Mm. thing mm. and apparently i will say this so i got tested in the second grade when i was diagnosed slow and it was my dad who was like we gotta get abigail tested something's wrong and apparently we had some standardized tests going on at the second grade we love standardized tests oh, yeah. in america that's, I, when you said standardized tests i was like the amount of times i've heard that just yeah like we don't american. even know what they are but they're standardized, standardized they're tests. tests you fill in bubbles yeah. and you take a whole year of school to learn how to take the test yeah. you don't actually learn the test just no. when in doubt circle c mm. but <laughs> <laughs> standardized test. my teacher at the time mrs amick a wonderful woman i'll shout her out great mm. teacher i i don't know if she's still with i hope she is but she apparently pulled my test out to grade it which you're not allowed to do big no no mm. and i got like 19 out of 20 questions right mm. and mrs amick told my mother she's like you tell greg there's nothing wrong with her mm. she got 19 out of 20 right even my tag kids couldn't do that. However, there were 40 questions on the test. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't read fast enough to get through it. Yeah. And so so Mrs. Amick was the one who was like, she's not so. Yeah. And but I I thought this is that's this is the like lifetime movie about ADHD. Yeah. Is is that moment. Yeah, which is like we're hitting a good point in the movie there. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's that's the bit that's gonna make people cry. Yeah. It is, it's sad. And I've, I hold quite a lot of anger for it. Like yeah. Growing up, sort of being told that you're slow, you're not, like, or that you can't do things. Mm. And there were some things in school that I was really, like, I was really, like, I was amazing. This is niche and very boring school. I was amazing at Latin. I, I used to get like at two yeah <laughs> not me I, I don't know and at, you at two brute at two brute <laughs> I used to get like full marks in, in Latin I was mm -hmm. amazing at Latin no idea why at the time now I know it's because of memory because I've got this like really weird ADHD thing about you know with you go like, I don't know where I just put my phone down and mm -hmm. then it will be in the fridge. But I can remember exactly what that person was wearing on the Tuesday afternoon that time in April because it was raining and that coat came from Zara. And I know it came from Zara because my other friend had the exact same mm -hmm. one and told me about it when we were having lunch at mm -hmm. this place. She had pasta and I had avocado and toast. It would be like, it's, it's shit like that. And you just grow up kind of feeling like you're a bit wrong and not good enough. And I remember all my school reports, this is how shit my school was. I didn't do a shred of work because I couldn't. I didn't know how because I didn't want to. And also because I was just distracted the whole time when mm -hmm. I was doing something else that I was more interested in. And somehow, and all my teachers would be like, oh, she works really hard. And I was like, well, you idiots. Well, how the fuck am I getting away yeah. with this? And it's because they weren't paying attention. But but I think it's because I used to get really good, really good grades and exams because I did all of the revision in the last 
three hours. Yeah. And then it'd be like into this thing. I did decently at school. The way I explain college to people or college, excuse me, high school to people is for me, it wasn't like an incredibly triggering time because mm. I knew high school was what I had to do in order to go to college. And that was my ticket out of this. This is my ticket out of this town. Small town, potato This town. is my ticket out of Ohio. And so I basically did like the bare minimum, which for me made me a B student. Yeah bare minimum to get a good enough grades to get into the university I wanted to get out of school mm. but th this uh, so I could do stuff at the last minute throw it together mm -hmm. especially if it was like an oral report at oh yeah and oh god this makes me feel horrible to this day so my younger sister is a year younger than me in school mm. and we're like 18 months apart I think and one year in the sixth grade we had to do these reports where you would have to either present a report on either Egypt or Greece. There's two things we're studying. And the night before I was supposed to do it, I like cut a hole in a bed sheet, made myself a little collar, put a belt on it and like walked into school and was like, I am Isis, the goddess of and just like riffed this whole thing after reading like one thing in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. Wikipedia didn't exist yet, kids. <laughs> and aced it and my teacher was like Abigail can I actually film yours as an example of like someone doing one a really doing a really good job and I was mm. like of course mm. the following year my little sister's in the same class Allison shy mm. not 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 the public speaker of the family mm. spent weeks building this awesome diorama or not a diorama but like out of mm. clay this yeah. whole whole like city of Greece built this whole thing spent weeks it was gorgeous it was a work of art she mm. still does art to this day and she got a C because she wasn't a good public speaker and my mom my mom always tells a story about how I just threw it together mm. it was like one of the best mm. and Allison like Mm. got such a low grade because she she just couldn't do the oral report mm. part right she did the work she in weeks and weeks and weeks and just because she wasn't good at public speaking mm. the teacher gave her a lower grade and it haunts me to this day that like I got away with it and she actually like I feel guilty about it, it gives yeah. me cold chills just now yeah just thinking about it yeah. Allison if you're listening I, I'm still sorry yeah they're like the, the planning the actual like work and dedication that went into something yeah and <laughs> that just got shot on yeah it's awful it's awful. I mean, it's kind of amazing that you have that reaction rather than <laughs> most of us will be like, well, fuck you, Alison. <laughs> Check oh, me no, out in my sheet. So bad. Uh, uh, this is why you can't trust public speakers, politicians, stand-up comedians, self-help gurus, anyone who's like good in front of people and walks away and you're like, I feel like I learned a lot. But at the same time, you can't pinpoint exactly what they said. Podcast host. They, podcast host. Is, we, we can't be trusted. We can't be trusted. We really can't. We're, <laughs> we're doing minimal work, but have all the charisma. And yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's how... And that's how wars get started. This, that's how, that is how wars get started. This is why it's so funny. Don't vote for the candidate you want to have a beer with. I Vote for the one who can't make eye contact but knows a lot about yeah. geopolitical issues. And has built the diorama out of clay. Out of clay. Spent weeks. Weeks in advance. Weeks in advance. Not the one who's been like pizza for yeah. everyone. Yeah. But this is, it's, it's yeah. true. It's true that you cannot trust us. I, I teach pottery. Oh, right. Allison uh, works at a pottery place. She's a therapist, and Hi. she works at a pottery place now. Okay, well, this is uh, another and, time when uh, I'm going to shit on Allison. All right. <laughs> All right. Her pottery is great. She might be making me a mixing bowl for Christmas, yes. which I'm very excited about. She may or may not. I wandered into this pottery studio once off the street because it looked interesting because mm -hmm. I have ADHD. I did a bit of pottery mm -hmm. there that day because the man who ran the place said, you look sad. And I said, how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, do some pottery. And I did. And he went, oh, you're quite good at this. Do you want a job? And I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I teach pottery. I have no idea what I'm doing. How long have you been doing pottery for? 
like just under a year. Okay, Allison volunteers yeah. at the pottery place. Did a fine arts degree. Has been yeah. making pottery, and I I'm ninety percent sure she doesn't teach it. Yeah. She'll oversee people, but mostly no. she's like making like the leftover clay be like workable clay again. And because she volunteers there, she gets to be in the studio for free. But I, um, get, I get paid to do this shit. I get paid. And the only reason I'm still there is because I talk with such confidence <laughs> that people believe what I'm saying. Oh my God. It is Literally, you were exactly right. Do not trust anyone who is good at being a And you're of like, all you do is this, and you've yeah. thrown it on the wheel crooked. Yeah, yeah. So you're yeah, like, like, literally, and you then can't go, oh throw man, and- you fucked that up. Sorry, nothing I can do. I'm the teacher. <laughs> go with God. Like. Yeah. You're like, it's not about the end result because <laughs> I can't. I can't make it look good either, kids. That it's is, about the journey. Exactly- what is the clay saying to you? What is the clay saying to you? When there is not a definitive answer, these are the people you don't trust. It's us. It's us. This is who you don't trust. Do you know what I Go think? with your gut is the dumbest piece of advice anyone can give someone else. I'm sick. Should I do my show? Go with your gut is fucking I want your commission. Do the show. Go with your gut. Fuck it. It is. That is exactly I every single lesson I go sometimes the wheel tells you what it wants to make no it doesn't no it fucking doesn't there is a very particular way to do it I just can't teach it because I don't know because I don't know anything about fucking pottery and somehow I'm teaching it (laughs) next time Allison comes to visit we're coming to your pottery studio and taking your class and I just want Allison just in the back just fully making like a a a, a Ming vase I think that's something fancy Yeah, yeah, yeah and like just pulling up this, and, and yeah. you're just like sometimes the, it wants you and you, yeah, she's just like perfectly making this thing yeah and she just puts away and goes that was a choice yeah, was, and then makes something uh, up. look at the wheels it's the wheels world we're all just living in it look at this no absolute fucking horseshit there is no there is no world in which this should be happening <laughs> but because i can distract people with being like funny yeah no one, no one cares no <laughs> I'm getting paid to do this shit. Uh, not only that, I actually said the I was like, I'm not getting paid enough. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, we have discussed many, many things. Uh, neurodivergence, vomiting, things like that. What are the things about you that you genuinely really love and cherish? What I really love and cherish well. You know, I was thinking about this when I wasn't taking a shower today. I say that because, I've, like I said, I've been festering for two days. Today was shower day. Going to wash my hair. Nice. Hot water not working. So if I'm making this studio smell, I've been thinking about this the whole fucking time. I'm like, literally, I'm, I'm like, desperately need a shower. I did take a horse bath. but A horse bath? That's like a bird bath when you just kind of like wipe wipe the bits oh, down. Pits, tits, and naughty bits. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Didn't do the tits. I always forget about them. How? I don't know. The point is, I think sometimes we can get really down. I can get, I'll speak for myself. I can get down on myself and my own career. I'm very career driven mm. as someone who opted not to have children and can't have pets. I do have plants now, so mm. I am approaching 40. But of of oh I should be here I should be there and the one thing that I always try to go back to is like I live in central London and get paid to make people laugh and I'm from Greenville Ohio mm-hmm. where a lot of people I graduated with stayed within the area or town of which I live and and maybe have never even left the country. Some of them don't have passports. Yeah. And I've gotten to travel all over the world doing comedy. Mm. And I am so proud that I accidentally wound up living in London, which is totally an ADHD thing. It's like, yeah. how did you get here? I saw an opportunity. Yeah. I just went. Now I live in London. Yeah, I just kind but, of wandered in because it looked interesting. Yeah, yeah, I've been here now for nine years. And mm. it's just like, I can't believe that this is my life sometimes. Yeah. And I and I really like that. I yeah. like that 
like I can just on an afternoon walk and do a here and do a podcast and mm. go home and hopefully my hot water works. Mm. But yeah, a thing I love about myself is where I've wound up. Yeah. And even though it might not be everything I've ever dreamed it would be when I was a kid, it is a very special place and I feel very lucky to be here. I re- that's a really, really fantastic one. I don't often like saying thank you for showing that, but yeah, actually, I think that's really good. Thank you for showing that because it, 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 we sort of look at ourselves in our lives and like you said, maybe look at how we thought it would be when we were a kid and then, but actually if you take a step back and survey everything that's going on and go, actually, what you've achieved is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I, I can't remember. There's an essay that David Sedaris did. I think it was like a commencement speech he gave at like a very fancy university when the Ivy Leagues. Mm. But the whole joke of it was about clairvoyance and going to a medium or something like that. And mm. I just remember this one line from it is like, this is why medians and fortune tellers don't work because they can't answer the question, how did I wind up here? Mm. Which is like, as we get, oh, my birthday's in a couple of days, so I'm in crisis. <laughs> but as as we get older, as as our lives progress, like all those plans you had when you were a young person, maybe some of them have come true, maybe some of them haven't. But if they all did, then you wouldn't have this adventure of like, how did I get here? Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think that's that's an important thing to look back on is like how how did I wind up in in this black box studio with yeah. You, you, yeah yeah you know yeah. what I mean yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah it's actually extraordinary I really like that that one's made me really happy thank you oh, very much thank good. you okay. uh we have a portion of the podcast that we like to call thank you letters mm-hmm. where we ask you to express gratitude for a person a place or a thing or one of all three but someone somewhere something for which you are grateful well since we've already talked about her i'll thank my little sister allison who's grown up like i talk about her like she's still a child she's a year younger than me she's a therapist (laughs) Uh, she's the one i call the most but in all seriously like allison is someone who has grown up to be a confidant of mine someone I, i i talk to a lot which I'm not as close with my other siblings. Not that there's anything wrong with them or that. But, and also, like, as someone who thinks so much about their career and struggles making hobbies, like, my sister got this degree in therapy, and she does that. She does art and play therapy primarily with children. And then, obviously, the pandemic happened. She had to change the way she did her practice. She's still doing her practice. But at the same time, she decided to volunteer at this studio to and, and she's making all this pottery just for her, just for fun. She started to work at a travel bookstore in her town just Mm. to work at you know what I mean Mm. and she could be putting it all into her career Mm. as a therapist but she's decided that she wants to dot her life around so she has variety and adventure and freedom Mm. and and I, I I think she's just an ace person and a fabulous human so Thank you, Allie. You inspire me. I love that as well. She might be the only one who listens to this too, so it seems yeah. worth it. The only one, including <laughs> everybody. Yeah. One down. One down. Thank you, Agar. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that you are up to at the moment that you would like to talk about? Well, I do have my own podcast, Neurodivergent Moments, that mm-hmm. I co-host with Joe Wells, who's a hilarious person, and I highly recommend you get Joe on this podcast. Let's do that. And we talk to other neurodivergent people about those little moments in life that make us go, oh, my my brain might work differently. Mm. So we've just recorded all the them for this season. Mm. So, But we'll definitely get you on season whatever I'd next season. I'd love to. As a neurodivergent person myself, yeah. I would absolutely love, love to talk about that. I, I now have a weird spreadsheet of anyone who says they're neurodivergent. I'd, like, Oh my God, it's right away. Yeah. <laughs> because it's that, that thing of like, I've emailed people being like, you have yeah. ADHD. And they're yeah. like, no. Excuse and me? I'm like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> now you can't be on my that, podcast. But like, it's a little, it is actually a little bit like we said with Helen Bauer with why do you think you've got no friends? And you get an email going, podcast, why do you think you've got 
no friends. We think you'd be perfect. Going, Neurodivergent, <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my love. Yeah. Which is just people are like, I don't have it. I'm like, you should get yeah. tested. I and, was uh, just thinking, takes nothing. Go on. Yeah. But, but that is brilliant. I shall link all of this below everybody please please go and listen i will also link instagram and the rest of it but thank you so much for coming to this lovely studio in camden today we're very very happy thanks oh can i just say real quick if if you're listening and if you want to follow me on instagram specifically at abigaliah because my management really wants me to have ten thousand followers and i haven't done that yet because i'm busy not caring uh that sweet k yeah yeah (laughs) so if you guys could just do that for me so i can stop like care thinking i should have ten thousand followers if it just appears then i don't have to think about it anymore yeah yeah yeah. that's that's a good one i think if all your followers follow me I'll I'll reach over ten thousand. Yeah, no pressure, guys. No pressure, no pressure. But just you know, do a good thing this Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can also troll my Instagram and find <laughs> photos of my younger sister too. So yeah. then you can be like, oh wow, yeah, that's that that's the one who's got their head on straight, yeah. and then Abigail is the one who clearly dyed her hair blue. Yeah, instead of getting a personality. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's not true. I have all the personalities. No. <laughs> it's got so many personalities. It's like most of my identity is like wearing a hat. Yeah, that's my, like ninety percent of it. The yeah. is uh, she wears a cap. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool girl. But thank you so much. Thank I guess I'll link everything. On. Let's get Abigail's ten k followers. Yeah. <laughs> that is the lesson you should take away from yeah. today. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.